The people around us are remarkable, and all it takes are a few questions to discover something intriguing or inspiring. Welcome to T-Town Stories, a show dedicated to the one and only Tuscaloosa and hosted by Quana. You can call him Q. He'll be queuing up questions to locals with diverse experiences and backgrounds. This is our town and our stories. This is T-Town Stories. So you got the Jones podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. So I found it just because I was Google. I think I was searching for my own podcast and I started listening mm. to it. I was like, man, I've got to meet this guy. Some of the stuff you were doing <laughs> was just right. You know, you were hitting some strings that I was trying to strum, man. Yeah, if I'm correct, you're trying to um, connect with entrepreneurs. Honestly, when I first started my podcast, it was just going to be me and my brother. We just wanted to do a podcast. And I did it with him once and it was good, but it just wasn't what I really wanted. It wasn't, it felt like I was doing what everybody else was doing. Right. And so it's going it's to sound crazy. I had a dream one night. I had a dream that I was interviewing a lot of people, a lot of people, just interviewing just different people around the city. And I woke up, I thought about why can I do that on this podcast for my city that everybody thinks we're all about Alabama football. That's all. If you say Tuscaloosa, Alabama, they're going to say Crimson Tide, Roll Tide. They're going to say that automatically. Yep. And we're bigger than that. So that's what made me start interviewing different people around the city to let everyone know that Tuscaloosa is a lot more than Alabama football. That's right. Man, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and, to hear you, and to hear you say that, that lets me know I was doing the right thing, that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Because that's what I want. That, that, that hat that you have, that's what it's all about. To you me, like that? Tuscaloosa. You know Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Tuscaloosa, man. You know, I tried three times to get out of this city. Uh, really? I moved to the Tuscaloosa area when I was 10, and I've mm-hmm. moved away and come back three times. One to New Orleans, one to North Carolina, and then another to North Carolina. And I've come mm-hmm. back each time. Now, there were different things that drew me back. One of them was a girl. One of them was a job. One of them was just a just a calling, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, man, I've tried to get out of this city and then uh, I've grown to love it. And uh, now I've grown to a point where I want to expose it to other folks. Yes, yes. And um, yes, I've, uh, I was born and raised here. I'm 47 wife, years um, old. So. Good, man. You're real familiar then. Oh, yeah. I can tell you about places. Prime example, it's uh, elementary school, Verner Elementary. It's in Northport right now. When I went to Verner, it was right in front of the stadium. Where Tuttwiler is, that parking lot. Yep. That was the elementary school. Okay. Years ago. Yeah, years I don't ago, remember that. No. Nah. <laughs> I'm 32. You would remember that. Okay. I'm 32. So I, yeah. You, you would remember that one. You remember, no. remember that one. No. Um, well, cool, man. So how long have you been doing the podcast? I've been doing podcasting. As a matter of fact, it'll be, it'll be two years on the 16th. Okay. Same day that my baby was born. Okay. Now, do you um, is Jones Podcast your only podcast? or? It's my, it's my only podcast that I do, but I produce three other podcasts. Okay. So are you, is, is this a job for you? Action no, time? it's just okay. something I love doing. Something cool. I love doing. And that's awesome. I, I wish it was a job. I wish I could get paid to do this. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm, I'm the same way, man. I, when I started this idea, my first thought was how could I do this full time? Because that would be amazing mm-hmm. uh, to just mm-hmm. be in the city and be, be in people's lives, uh, exposing their stories. But the reality is that's not for everybody. True. Uh, Man, when you connected with me, I was, I was, I was stoked, man. Because same here. Like I said, I I know that it hit someone that understood. 
That's right. And that's and, and that's what you want, man. That's what you, that's what that's, right. that's all you really want. Well, you don't want to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying, in a city this big, you know, a lot of people don't see the city as big. Mm-hmm. But you think about how many individual stories there are, and you know, and there's people that are out of the city that I've. I actually, yes. my first recording was someone outside of the city who connected mm-hmm. to Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. and so it's yeah, you know, it's just I. I think you are exactly. There's a, there's a reason we're both hitting on this. It's because there's so much potential. It's all around you, and like you, I've talked to people that was born here and moved away. Like I, my best friend, his name is Darvis. He has a clothing line. He stays in Atlanta right now, but he's from Tuscaloosa, and he he's a very intelligent, very intelligent man, and he owns a clothing line. I've talked to guys who are realtors. I've talked to numerous of people, man, and from Tuscaloosa. That's Everybody right. that I talk to is from. Tuscaloosa. That's what ma- that what makes me happy when I talk to him. We connect, like <laughs> you and I. We're connecting because Tuscaloosa, like that hat. Tuscaloosa, man. That's what that's what we pi- trying to put out there. Tuscaloosa. That's awesome, man. So tell me about your family. You got say so you're in your car because you got kids around inside. <laughs> yeah, I got. I have a 15 year old. Like two boys, two girls. Two boys, okay. two girls. My boys are the oldest, 15, 13, and my daughters. She's 10, and I have one that's going on two. She'll be two on the 16th of this month, and she runs the house. That's awesome. Runs the house. That's and awesome. I've been married for, I've been married for, it'll be 18 years, the 15th of this month. So really? it's my anniversary, then my daughter's birthday. Man, big month. Big month. Big month. <laughs> big month. Eight, you said 18 years? 18 years. We've been together yeah, since 97. We've been together since 97. Man, that's that's the year I moved to Tuscaloosa area. Really? Yep. Wow. <laughs> wow. I know that doesn't seem long ago. I was 10. You were still okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Time flies, man. It Time does. flies. I'm actually from Moundville. Um, okay. I uh, commuted to school. My dad worked for mm-hmm. 50 years at Coral Industries. And mm-hmm. we were in Tuscaloosa. Uh, we, he drove us up here to school. So we were always, okay. I mean, Tuscaloosa was, I had more, way more friends in Tuscaloosa than I did in, in Moundville. Moundville. Yeah. Moundville is where we, we grew up on a little farm down there. So. Uh, uh, we we didn't even hang out in Mountville much. We besides farming. So are you married? Married to uh, Anna used to be Fuller. Uh, Anna Spence. Um, she okay. is a doctorate of. She, she graduated in December with a doctorate of nursing practice. Uh, it took her a long time, but I'm proud of her for doing that. And now she uh, just got a job recently at a clinic uh, in Northport as a nurse practitioner provider. So. Q, let me let me let me tell you something, man. We have it was meant for us to meet. Mom, I'm gonna tell you why I say that. All right. All right, you're a twin. My wife's a twin. Basically, we have the same podcast, basically. My wife is getting her master's in nursing as we speak. Really? Through? Uh, My wife, she's, she's going to Grand Canyon. Um, is on online class. That's she's awesome. getting her master's. And we have so much in common. Look at that. It's kind of scary, to be honest. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Man. Yeah, it is. Well, that you know one thing that you'll find... I think we'll find out, and you've already found out, is how many connections like that are around us. Yeah. And you never know that unless you expose them. Exactly. Um, that's right. I guess I've had, I was always an introvert growing up. People that went to high school with me will tell you. Uh, I think a lot of it was my faith, just the desire to, um, you know, share my story, uh, hear other mm-hmm. people's story. I think when you, when you have a faith that loves people, then you're going to go to people. Um, mm-hmm. So the byproduct of that was seeing some interesting connections happen. Like, I think like you're talking about, but I remember one time having a conversation with a kid. I say kid, 
looking back at the same at the time I talked to him, we were probably close to the same age. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he just started, I guess he I caught him at the right time, going through some pretty interesting stuff personally. And I had the opportunity mm-hmm. just to say a couple of encouraging words. Never in this world would have thought it made, you know, a lasting impact. But it was probably a year and a half, two years later, um, I was in Zaxby and I walked up, I was looking at the menu and uh he just stared at me, like looked at me. And when I looked at him, he was just looking at me, pulled out a keychain. He said, hey man, you don't remember me, but you gave me this. And I had given him something in that conversation. He's like, you don't remember me, but you gave me that. He had punched a hole in the thing I had given him and put it on his keychain. And, really? you know, and that was just a conversation where I didn't know how impactful it was going to be. And who knows, maybe he hadn't looked at that thing in years, but he still had it. And yeah. he, you know, and that meant a lot to me. I think little things like that have kind of culminated in understanding that talking to a stranger, talking to an acquaintance um, in a little bit longer format could lead to pr- some pretty cool things. Yeah, exactly. When um, you, you're going to find out when you interview people, when you ask them to be interviewed, the sheer shock that they're getting interviewed, that someone took their time to interview them, it's going to make their day. Trust me, because I've done it and I'm like, they're so happy to be interviewed that I took my time. That's right. To find them on Facebook and look up their business and say, hey, I want you to be on my podcast. I want to interview you. I want to put your product out there. I want everyone to hear about you, what you have going on. Yeah. Speaking of what's been going on, how has COVID impacted you? What you what you been up to? Well, it's been a kind of a blessing in disguise because I worked at Mercedes and I lost my job. I got laid off. Yeah, oh, I'm so sorry, dude. Uh, hey, everything happened for a reason, man. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. And... I've been here with my kids since March 25th. It's March 25th. And I have started my own photography line. I've started my own podcast music production. And I've also got back into my DJing. So with me being off all this time, I've had time to really come full circle on what I wanted to do. Okay. And start my, start my little businesses on the side. Awesome, man. I love it. Entrepreneur yourself. Well, man, I'm, I'm proud of you for going, going after some of this stuff. It's actually a good time. I've, I've heard a lot of YouTubers and other folks just really encouraging, hey, now's the time where you're shut in. Why not get to work? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you. exactly. Man, I've heard so many uh, stories like yourself, people who are experiencing some, some pretty terrible things. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm encouraged when somebody can look at the positive in the midst of all the, the, the crap. that's All the mayhem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that's good. I know uh, you're happy to be around your kids. I'm sure most days. I'm sure some days is pretty rough. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. You know, I was a kid, so I understand how it is when you want to go outside, but you want to play with other kids. But I'm sorry, you just can't right now. It, we're it's just the the new normal, as they will call it. Yeah, you're right. And I hope uh, I hope it gets back to a little bit better normal soon. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, just wait and see. Um, so, how's it doing for you? Man, I work at a company where we we had several layoffs, but I was really blessed um, to to remain. And um, you know, we, they've they've done some stuff that that's not been fantastic for us, but overall, I've still got a job. And um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've worked at Randall Riley now for six and a half years. Okay, and, and uh, they've been really good to me, and I'm able to do all of my work remotely. I actually worked remote for them in North Carolina for about two and a half years. So working remotely okay. was kind of old hat for me. We moved into a new house and we started doing some small renovations. And so we had some guys in and out. And so I ended up going back into the office earlier and uh, I may go remote again because of the mask mandate. 
But just to make it easier and because some of the renovations getting done with, I may just come back home. So yeah, I've, man, we've been one of the lucky ones. I know not, not a lot of folks get to do that, um, but we've been really blessed. Annabeth is a nurse. And so as you know, nurses have been essential. Busy. That's right. Yeah. So you've been podcasting. What were some of the things that got you into, were you just an avid pad, podcast listener or did you have some friends start podcasts? I've always liked radio. Okay. Always. I always wanted to be on the radio. And when I was young, I was always into music. And my mom, when my mom separated from my father, when he got a divorce, I just, you know, forget all about it. I was nine years old when it happened. So I really went to like a, a down spot. And what's funny, my wife, my wife, my mother remarried. He was a DJ. Okay. So it sparked it, it sparked it back up. And I've always watched him, always. He, he doesn't even know this. I've always watched him, his DJing style, the way he's done, he, he's done things. And he's a very educated man because he was a principal. He was a teacher, became a principal. So I love the way that he articulated his words. Hmm. And because that's, that. It got it's gotten big to me as I've gotten older because when you're in the South, we speak broken English. It's just what we do, and I hate to say it in, in our culture, in the Black culture, we, we speak broken English. Mm-hmm. And when you're growing up and you're trying to stop that, all of a sudden it's it's, it's difficult mm-hmm. because you know I, I didn't go to college, and when when you go to college, you really can learn how to speak to people, and you had I had to learn basically on my own. Yes, and it's it's it's, it's difficult. I know I went all the way. Off subject by how I get into podcasting, but no, just that, something I just want to put out there. I think you're right in line with how do you get in the pod. When you give any kind of attention to your diction and to your how you're communicating to people, mm-hmm. I think that's inevitably going to culminate in communicating to people more. And in your case, mm-hmm. and I guess my case, it happened in podcast. Do you know where I probably learned to communicate the best? Waiting table. Yeah. I waited tables yeah. for probably a combination of five years off and on. Okay. But um, really consecutively for four years, I took a year off and then went back to it for another year. But I I remember when I would wait tables because I was, like I said, painfully shy. I told you earlier. Mm -hmm. And so I had to make effort to even like look people in the eye, um, Mm -hmm. speak up. People, when I was younger, people always tell me, speak up. Can't hear you. Speak up. You know, I was the same way. I was the exact same way. So I would would go and wait tables. And then I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm talking to myself now. I'm like, all right, look in their eye, speak up, use your diction, use, you know, and so mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. a huge stride over those four or so years doing, you know, small things just to yeah. get better. And I still got a long way to go, but a big part of that is, is just putting yourself out there, you know, yeah. you know, just getting in front of people. And then if you do that, you're going to be forced to communicate mm-hmm. and the more you communicate, the better you get. Yeah. So, the yeah. way I thought about it, I don't want to sound like the dummy in the, in the group. I have to learn how to articulate my word, even if I have to slow down and speak slowly. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good aspiration for anybody to do. It helps. It helps a lot just with work or whatever you're trying mm-hmm. to get your point across. Um, Communication. You have to communicate and people have to understand what you're saying. Yeah. Sounds like you're navigating that really well. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. That's awesome. Um, so you uh, you were born and raised in Tuscaloosa. You born and raised. Where else? Nope. I've, I've tried to move, but being the oldest of four, three other siblings, it was kind of hard for me to, me to leave. And I was my mother's only son. Okay. And I'm a mama's boy. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm a mama's boy. I love my mom. So <laughs> as your mama, uh, is your mama still with us? Yeah, she's a, that's my rock. That's my rock, my mother. That's, that's the best podcast I've had 
because I interviewed her one day. Did it was you? on her birthday, and I surprised her with an interview. That's awesome. I bet she loved that. Man, tears, and I'm crying. She crying, and that's a great idea. It was, it was a that podcast meant a lot to me right there. I need to do my dad. Like I said, he worked at Coral Industries for 50 years, and this past year he retired. Yeah, yeah. He hit 50 years, and that was it. He should have retired. Man, 50, 50 years at one job? Yes. Wow. He, started, he didn't go to college. He started there right after high school. He should have owned it. <laughs> Man, he, wow. is, he is. Like I said, he, well, he has five kids. Um, he had three mm. biological, and then he do- adopted my brother and I. And uh, so, I mean, really? he gave me a good idea. I need to, I need to get him. Yeah, you, you really do. You really do, man. Appreciate you really that. do. No doubt, man. I've, I got my daughter into podcasting. Oh, really? And Tell me yeah, she, she, she likes it. She likes it. And she is a born podcaster, but I can't force it to her. Yeah. If she, if she doesn't really get it like I get it, I can't make her do it because I'm not into making my kids do things that I want them to do that they don't want them to do. That's right. That's good. How old is she again? She's 10. She's okay. 10. And what a, what a cool age. If she did grab onto it, what a cool age that would be to get into it. Especially, I think right now, podcasting has been around for a decent amount of time, but right now you're getting the tools, you're getting mm-hmm. you know, the platforms and things. You're, you're getting the attention from Google to index mm-hmm. it properly and search keywords. You really do. You really do. Because so get when, in, I started, that would be awesome. when I started two years ago, when I started two years ago, it was big, but it wasn't nothing like it is now. No one was making equipment made for podcasting only. Yeah. Now they're making equipment made for podcasting only. Yeah. Nothing else. So that lets you know. Well, I'm kind of a, my, my wife says I love gadgets and I do. Like mm-hmm. I, so whenever I started coming up with this idea for podcast, it was like my passion for people and my passion for gadgets collided. And it, mm-hmm. it, that was another reason uh, it kind of was a, was an easy thing to get into for me. Are you doing your podcast in seasons? Are you doing them just as they come? Yeah. Do you have any kind of... Well, since, we, since we've been in quarantine, I've done maybe two podcasts because really my time, my time is with me with the kids all day and my wife going to school and my one-year-old running around the house. I really don't have time to do it like I want to because it was at one point I was doing them every Sunday because Sunday was my podcast day. Every Sunday I would have, I would have, I would put on Facebook that I'm having, I think it was four. Yeah. I have four already lined up months ahead of time. Okay. And, you, and you're going to get people who are going to be like, okay, I'll do it. And then flick out on you. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast. Don't yeah. take it personal because I don't. I guess one last question. Um, I won't keep you too long. Um, I'm actually building some furniture in my backyard. So I'm going to do that after this. Really? Yeah, so you, you build furniture yourself? Well, I, I'm an amateur. Now that I've got okay. a house, I'm going to try to do more. We've lived in mm-hmm. apartments for six years to where I've never, so I grew up being a, you know, pretty handy around the house just cause I, mm-hmm. my dad was always, we were working on the farm every weekend. So mm-hmm. I'm familiar with how to do most of it. Um, but now that I've got some space and I, I've got some need, we we're, we're, we got a little patio. I'm going to, instead of buying a bunch of expensive wooden furniture, I'm going to try to build some of it. Yeah, man. It's, it's a good hobby on off days. Yeah, it is. My hands are made from stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try to mix it up. Yeah. What, um, when are you going to drop your, all your episodes? Do you have any suggestions on that? My general plan was to get about five to eight recorded mm-hmm. and then do weekly podcast. Um, that was the idea. That's a great yeah. idea. That's a great idea. You said you record on Sundays. Is there a specific day you recommend posting? If I, most of the time, if I record, I drop that same day. Okay. Man, that's, so, 
That's quick. I'm hoping I can. I'm hoping I don't have to do a lot of post editing. I'm hoping. That's the problem. Recording is easy. It's the it's the it's the editing that takes all your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping that I can get to a point where I'm just good with recording and adding an intro, maybe an outro, mm-hmm. and just letting it ride. Even if yeah. there's rough spots, you know, at, at least the rough spots remind you you got to get better. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. But I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, self-admittedly. So hopefully I can do that and not be not yeah. take long with the uh, the editing. Yeah, me too. That's why I have a boatload of equipment in there because it sound right. It sound right. Can I get my sound right? Yeah. And yeah. you know, what do you use? To, it's gonna take time. What do you use to edit? The best free editing software is Audacity. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of it. Audacity. I found an app recently that I'm. I'm really liking. It's called Ferrite, but I like using I like the ability to carry on my iPad and potentially do all my stuff there. Well, Eric, I, uh, just a, a kind of a question about the, the thing we're trying to do here, connect with people and hear mm-hmm. what's going on in their lives. Do you think that's more important now than ever and why? Now? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because now it's, it's time for us to become one. What you and I are doing right now is great. Yeah. Not because of we're podcasters. It's because of what's going on right now. Yeah. In our, hate to say it, in our race, me being a black man, you being a white man. Half. I'm okay. American as well. Okay. I'm okay, registered, then. <laughs> uh, I'm registered in the uh, Wallapai Nation of Arizona. Really? Yep. Wow. I'm, uh, my mother was full-blooded uh, Wallapai and Hadatsa. Uh, oh, wow. I'm half. Okay, then. Yep. Well, still, even, even better. <laughs> we're, we're closer than we thought. <laughs> That's right. But it's time. And everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter and I have four kids, two black boys. Mm-hmm. I've grown up, we've been 47. I've seen the good, the bad, and the yeah. I've been called the N-word at school. Because when I went to Verner, I was one of only five black kids at that school right. when I first started. I've seen that. I've seen how it feels to be called that word by someone. Yeah. And true enough, it wasn't, it wasn't a good thing to be called that. But I, I took it in stride. Hmm. It made me it made me better. And it made me look at people totally different because people everybody's not bad. You can't put everybody in the same barrel as someone who's bad because everyone's not bad. That's right. I can't say if you're a police officer, I can't say you're a bad police officer because your coworker's bad. I can't do that. And they can say that I'm a bad person, that I'm gonna rob them just because my brother did it. That's right. They're totally different people. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the only way you know that for real is if you're exposing yourselves to different people uh, because you get a clearer picture. You, you, there's no other way to get a clearer picture because otherwise you're going to sit back and you're going to generalize. If you're relying on the people that's yelling the loudest, mm-hmm. um, you, you'll, you'll end up being binary. It's either one or the other. And it's going to be uncomfortable. Every, it's going to be uncomfortable, but you have to learn how to talk about things that are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Prime example. If you, and I, if you and I are eating dinner and you have a piece of broccoli in your teeth and I just look at you and you're talking and talking to everybody, you got broccoli in your teeth. True enough, if I say, Q, you got a little broccoli in your teeth, it's going to be uncomfortable then. But once I say it and you get it out, hey, let's go. We, we're good. Once we talk barriers, about communication. Yeah. Barriers are broken. There's relief. There's yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're right, man. And I appreciate you just bringing this topic up that, you know, my sentiments were similar to yours in thinking about why is now a great time to talk to people mm-hmm. because people are yelling at people. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're right. People are yelling at people. People are killing people. And yeah. 
and where we're going, we're not going to make it like this. It's, it's, it's not. Yeah. And I think for our city specifically, when I saw your podcast, I saw mine, you're going to reach people that I'm not going to reach and I'm going to reach people that you're not going to reach. Vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That the stories that we hear, I think are going to be multifaceted and hopefully mm-hmm. we can get a, a rhythm where we can just catch up. Hey man, what mm-hmm. some of the cool things you've heard recently. Um, maybe even do more than that. Who knows? But at the very least, um, since we're doing a similar thing, let's catch up every mm-hmm. once in a while. Tell me some of the I'm stuff. I'm with it. Encourage I am definitely with it. I'm, and man, I'm so happy you're doing it. I'm, I'm, thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. Same here, man. It's been to you. Uh, I think you're onto something. Hey, I'm happy to meet you, man. Very happy to meet you. Right. And well, you, all this is over, we'll, we'll have to have you all over sometime, man. I would love to come over. No doubt. No doubt. Yes, sir. I can't wait. All right, brother. Well, it was a privilege. I look forward to uh, getting this out in the public, out for T-Town to hear, and, um, and then we'll do it again. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. You too.